You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. And Jack! Hey, that's me. Hey, everybody, welcome. <laughs> As you can hear, we've already been uh, started. Uh, Episode 52. Started. 52. Episode 52, 52 everybody. Uh, so, welcome. Um, so, we do have a guest today <clears throat> on what we're going to talk about that we can use on the show <laughs> <laughs> we've already we've already covered foreign objects at the er okay there you go so now that we got that out of our system we can keep it a now that we got that PG. out of his system he's yeah. an emt that's how that came up all righty so oh let's just um we'll go around the room the way we always do um and we'll say what introduce yourself and say what you've done masonically the past couple weeks come to me last please oh yeah absolutely thank you let, let Larry counterclockwise. Let Larry go first. Richard. All right, counterclockwise this week. Larry, you're first. <sighs> okay. Uh, what have I done this week? Past week? Oh, gee, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, just pass me by. Goose and gridiron. That's it. Hey, Larry, how was that committee? Uh, how many people showed up? <clears throat> what committee was that? Didn't A you have some committee? Oh, A beautification my, the committee. beautification committee. Well, actually, two people showed up. Clint and Tony Gibble. They showed up. Everybody else did not show. I have since found out that one of the guys is in the hospital with a bad heart, which I... That didn't stop you. Didn't stop me. No, I, no it didn't. Uh, he had some kind of uh, surgery, uh, uh, what they call it, ablation or heart whatever. Ablation. Yeah, yeah, ablation. 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 And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> heart ablation. <laughs> and something got messed up in there. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that made me want to resign. Maybe want to get rid of it, say the hell with it all. Excellent. Except we got two good guys, Tony and Clint Gimble. Let me tell you, these guys are into it. And they're, uh, I wouldn't end it or resign from the committee because these guys really bust their butt to do things for the lodge. And Absolutely. I agree. I, I, I should just fire the other guys. That's it. Do it. You're fired. fired. All right. And we have a, we have a, um, a repeat guest because he, uh, he brought our, our current guest. Uber driver. So uh, Uber driver, Ken Hudson, since you're in the yes. room. Hello. Have, what have you done uh, Masonically in the past? Too much. <laughs> 14 days straight of Masonic crap. Oh, I'm oh, telling you, I am about fed up to my air hole with Masonic stuff. <laughs> Gee whiz, I am so tired. <laughs> oh, my God. Every day there's been something, you know? That's true. Yeah. So we need, we need new members to take over some of the, some of the work. And did you, um, we got to share some news that... What's that? Um, you tentatively agreed mm. that if so elected, that you would uh, be serving as junior deputy Grand Tall Cedar. Absolutely not. We thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're looking forward to that. Oh, he did. And I, I want to give a, a shout out to uh, T.J. Quinn, yeah. 
who was married on on Sunday. And you wow. you officiated that, that yeah, marriage. Yeah, I did. Were, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. was the presiding yeah, minister. Yeah, it, it, it was yes. rough trying to keep my mind on the Bible and, <laughs> and not on her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, TJ. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Goodbye. Prayers. Prayers. <laughs> you know, we've we've nicknamed so him many stereotypes. Here. The Masonic James Brown or uh, Chuck Berry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not R. Kelly. Jack. <laughs> 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 Uh, I had a great couple of weeks. Uh, wait, let's wait till Jason can draw uh, breath again. I'm recovering. Don't worry. Okay. So we we voted on the studio at Effort of Lodge, and that passed. Insert as, drum roll. You guys, yeah. uh, so we're going to be moving from Wayne's World's Masonic Basement to a proper studio facility at uh, Effort of Masonic Lodge. Wait, what, what's wrong with this basement? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this basement. It's awesome. It's the man-eating monsters upstairs that threaten so is, death to oh, all babies up people there. who come. Oh, shut up. They came it. right into me. They, like, Did they, they not? Right I had my no throat. issues. Right. It's my karma. I get it. But me with there controlled. are no man-eating animals They came so, right at me like I so was. So they have came at me, too. So. So we'll, we'll make sure we're somewhere on this podcast we'll insert a commercial where you can help us raise money for the new studio yes that is um, that is going to become a necessary thing for this podcast because we are um, acquiring some overhead and we're going to need to be dealing with that so in an effort to be real we're going to be reaching out to our listeners every once in a while to help us out so look forward to that because we know you love that stuff anyway the other thing that i got was my son came home from his new job in Florida to be with his friends who were graduating from Penn State Berks in Reading. And he was at one of his friend's house, and he was talking to the friend's father, who is a Mason in Reading, and he said, somehow or another, the idea of Masonic podcasts came up, and he said, oh, yeah, I listened to that Masonic Light podcast. Those and, guys are jerks. And my kid said, what? Are you serious? My father's on the Masonic podcast. And he said, what? Who's that? And he said, well, my dad's Jack. And he said, oh, the straight one. <laughs> <laughs> so take, take that for what you will. But Chaz Miller, uh, we, uh, we love that you're listening and tell your friends and, and God bless you. And so mote it be. But that's my Masonic week for the day. And now it's time. Well, let's go. go to, we're going to go to Jason. Jason. Yes. So, state of meeting for Lodge 43. That was cool. Um, executive meeting for Lanks Lodge Perfection. Work stuff. Uh, we had the state of meeting and installation of officers up in the Valley of Harrisburg. So, all four new presiding officers. And uh, that's pretty much it we rented out the lancaster masonic center we don't we don't typically have external rentals but we have a a regular craft show that comes in and and ken hudson hardest working man in freemasonry he uh, babysat the building you know if something called a craft show it should really be masonic true different kind of craft okay yeah and uh, wickers wiccan yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, he held the glass up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just don't drool on him, okay? 
Ken's falling asleep over there. Uh, it, it is like the Elvis Duran show, but funny. I was just going to say, this is definitely the, the morning show. I'm enjoying this a lot. But I, I, had, I conferred for the first degree last Thursday. So last Wednesday was our stated meeting. We had a regular stated meeting, closed down, and then we conferred two fellow craft. The next day we came back and did two Master Masons, bro- took a break for dinner, and then I conferred the first degree. And it was, a, it, was, it was one of my best first degrees, pat myself on the back. And I get to a certain point. Good job. And thank you. I get to a, per- a certain point in the ritual, and uh, I think Jack, I was telling you about this on the phone the next morning, I that I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I blanked completely. And, and, you know, it's one of the, when somebody's doing a bad job conferring, more people are paying attention, trying to help. And when somebody's doing a really good job, you, you kind of just, you know. You zone out. Right. Yeah. So I got to a certain paragraph, blah, 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 boom, gone. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do at work tomorrow? What am the I going to have for breakfast? The amnesia. It was just... <laughs> A whole new conversation entered my head, and I look over. I look over at the senior warden, and I and I, I look at him, and he gives me the shrug and shakes his head. Oh no! I, look I have o- no idea where you are right now. Oh my god! I, I look over to the to the senior deacon, who was our actual master, and I look at him, and he like whispers, "Don't look at me." And uh, <laughs> so I just shrugged my shoulders and said out loud, "Does anybody have the rest of this?" And. Uh, <laughs> And then finally, I look over and, you know, the senior deacon, who is our actual master, he tilts his head back and I can see him running through a paragraph. And then finally he says, and then blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, good. Picked it right back up. And aside from that, it was a great degree. But man, it was just gone. That was my least favorite part of being senior warden, because when you're senior warden, you're prompting the master. And 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 if the master's doing a really great job, you're just like in the zone and you just like drift off. Right. And you don't have to listen anymore because he's got it. And then all of a sudden he looks at you with these deer in the headlight eyes and he's waiting for you to give him a line and you go. Well, I feel bad because those guys had to like start at the beginning, right? Because <laughs> you can't just go back a sentence. Uh, but other than that, it was uh, it was good. Good weekend. That was at the wedding that uh, Ken officiated. That was really fun. That's about it. I had a big weekend. I was down in uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Wild time. Ooh, Are the, the beaches uh, open now? Um, well, there's no life. There's no lifeguard yet. You're not allowed to call them that anymore. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if they were since but, the, the uh, governor's yeah, moved tall on. Cedars, tall Cedars annual convention. Now, is there a cedar that would actually go to the beach? Um, maybe no. There's a lot Shamu. of old guys, but I mean, no, they don't have. They have those big buggies, though. You know what? The PVC piping that we used them for you a couple years ago, Ken. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> to get you out there to see the water. <laughs> but it was a really, it was a really good time, and um, I'll give a plug later. But you know, if you are in the tall cedars, you really, really should come down. You really ought to come to, to the convention because there's nothing to do. We just hang out all weekend. It's just, it's, it's a Steve nice is weekend. blackballed from now on. As, <laughs> or, or a co-host, one or the other. Uh, this is too much fun. But that's, I got to say, this that, is that, a lot of that's fun. That's it for me. All right, Mr. Guest, introduce yourself and tell us what you've been up to. All right, my name is uh, Steve Henry and uh, Junior, sorry. And the past um, two weeks, let's say that way, I've um, really embraced a lot of different things and through my travels, really. Um, been to Ohio, New Jersey, back to Ohio. 
uh, Delaware, back to Ohio. And uh, Brother Ken and I are very, very, very close friends uh, as well. And our families are very close. And uh, I remember calling him from Westerville, Ohio, saying, I'm in front of this beautiful, this beautiful Grand Lodge. And for the life of me, I can't remember what the name of it is today. Grand Lodge of Ohio? It may have been. I'm just like, I'm just there because I'm right outside Columbus. And he says, well, what's it called? I was like, I don't know. It just has these big pillars out front and there's a name, but it's so damn windy. I got the trees are blowing over top of the name. He's like, well, take a picture. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that. Well, I didn't even take a picture. So anyway, but edit, regardless, in my travels, I was surprised to meet uh, many different uh, brother Masons out there in different states and how open they were and how embracing they were. And uh, one, more recently, uh, last week, sorry, I tapped on the table, Jason. That was my fault. Oh, when I was I'll tapping okay. there. Um, it, it was a unique conversation. He was getting ready to go in for uh, a gastric bypass, if you will. And we just happened to call that the Masonic surgery. And that's okay. Uh, he was having a sleeve done and he was just like, you know, how, and I've known this person for well over uh, nine years. Actually, you see one of my former uh, college students uh, back when I was still an adjunct professor, teacher, whatever the case was. But anyways, uh, we were talking and he's like, um, how much, how life different changing is this? And I was like, well, it's huge. It's a huge difference in life. And a lot of people go through it and you know, you'll be fine. I said, it is what it is. Um, but be on a walk through that journey with him. And then again, the next day and even with his family was pretty amazing because you know, I've known them, but we haven't been in touch in a long time. All right. So let's take a, a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk to our guest, Steve and, uh, some more Masonic Lake podcast. And we're back. Jason was looking at me because I thought he was going to bring us back, but we're back. <laughs> so we are going to interview our guest, Mr. Steve Henry of Lodge 43. And we're going to turn it over to our professional interviewer, Brother Larry Merritt. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate that. Steve, welcome. Thank you, Larry. Welcome. <clears throat> Actually, I just feel like we really did record the whole show and we're starting over again. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about and I've been looking through all of the notes that Ken gave me about your professional career and so forth. And I noticed you seem in all your years to emphasize being emergency response, emergency medical and so forth. Tell us about your career and the length of time and what you've been doing. Well, I actually... Um I was born and raised in a firehouse. Not about house. the accident, by the way. We oh, no, about no, no. Which accident? There's plenty of those. Um, you know, I was born and raised in a firehouse. I was very fortunate and blessed to be raised with such values of, you know, always helping others, which is very much like the Masonic way of life, you know, which is kind of nice. I can put those those two pieces together. Um, I got up my, I obtained my emergency medical technician at 16 years old. And that was in 1996. So this year is actually my 20... 16? Yeah, I was 16. Wow. I know. Is that even Larry. legal? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very illegal in the state of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Back then, they still use leeches, though. Wait, wait, yes. wait. I'm doing <laughs> in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, yes. Cold hangers. Easy <laughs> now, easy. Now, wait, wait, Steve. I was just doing the math. 16 and nine. How old are you? I'm 30. I'll turn 39 this Friday. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah do the yeah, math quick. The math. How much? Oh, I'm not the youngest one here. Okay. No. Right, no. Not by far. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 40. 77. Really? I've got, yeah. I've got shoes older than Steve, you. Steve, don't let J these ass get you it's all track. The, it's <laughs> all the stay on target. 19 minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> to beep that one. Stay on target. It's all the baby fat. That's how I, I stay looking so young. <laughs> Mine's a tanning bed. Okay, that's what it is. It's all natural. So, yeah, so anyway, uh, be, just being raised in that type of environment. Um, and, you know, I, I knew that I didn't want to do this as my full time job. Uh, seeing the older generation that I was raised with how their body ailments, how it took the toll. I mean, when I was uh, first in EMS, we still had the uh, the stretchers where it was a person on either side that you had to lift from the ground up into the ambulance. And, you know, honestly, that took a, a serious toll on your body, you know, however you want to look at it. Um, and even the burnout rates, you know, just seeing how much has changed and how I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to see all that stuff. So I was able to kind of pay that forward. Um, so I did different things in different types of businesses, uh, working with creating businesses. I love to develop things, take a new project, see it come to fruition, plant that seed, if you will, water it, and then move on from that uh, there. Um, with being an emergency medical technician, uh, I'm a nationally registered emergency medical technician, um, and also a nationally registered uh, instructor, an MC instructor, and the list goes on and on. Uh, different uh, alphabet characters behind your names and what you can and can't do. Um, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun to go from one minute of helping to assist a mother and deliver her child to the next minute you're helping somebody talk them off, jumping off the bridge, if you will, or saving that life or that young person. Um, I can say that that has not come at a free cost to a lot of body parts in terms of your knees, my shoulders, my back. I mean, those type of different things. Um, however, at the same point, it was, it was worth it. It very much was, and it still is to this day. By all means, I don't get to do it as much as I have want to. Um, I still do instruct and teach and help out other people around the areas and whatnot. Um, but not as much as I would love to do, unfortunately. Well, you've done a lot of actual teaching for schools yes. in the past few years. Uh, I'd say, what, the past nine or ten years? Actually, the past you've been, uh, 16 years, I believe it is, since 2003. You've been with York Tech. You've been with Berks. Uh, yes. So you've really spent some time with uh, both these institutions. Hack as well, yes. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's been fun. I mean, and I, I, I can say that... <laughs> I was laughing. Because well, Larry's just staring at you like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, making, making you run the interview. I'm keep, thank, keep, I'm keep talking. Don't make, make me ask questions. Yeah. Larry he, looks he, like, a, know, he looks here, like a doctor. Here, here's, here's, he wants to here's, hear her. Here's the thing. <laughs> if, if, 
<laughs> if I don't let you talk, they're on me. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, oh, my God. You know? There's no win for Larry here. Yeah, I'm serious. There's, there's, there's no win for Larry. No win. No win. <laughs> if, if, I do, if I ask too many questions, I'm stealing. I, I, just, I just turn them off. You turn me off. <laughs> Thank God. You just get no damn breaks. Sorry, Steve. You're good. You're good. So, Steve, uh, this is usually where I jump in and, and rescue the other interview. Larry, oh, let the guest talk. No, oh, you're doing great, Larry. Good. Larry, so, I'm so with you, when buddy. Did, uh, when, when did you first um, meet up with the Masons? When did you first think that you wanted to become a Mason? Uh, honestly, I, I didn't know I did want to become a Mason. Um, I was born and raised Roman Catholic, still practice that faith very, very closely. Um, it was actually Brother Tim Brown, for those that know Brother Tim, Clyde Brown, Brother Clyde Brown. Um, do you know Brother Tim? Tim? Clyde or Tim? Yeah, Clyde. Well, his nickname is Tim, but his real name is Clyde Brown Jr. And, there, and there's, there's another straight Clyde Brown <laughs> as well. There's two of them. There's two. One goes by Tim. One goes by Clyde. Are these both, yeah. Lancaster guys? Yeah. yeah. Both 43 guys. What did you mean by straight? Yeah. Okay. Because I know Tim Clyde just Brown uh, in Africa, so. No, uh, Tim. But he's uh, not a Mason. Tim Brown. To my knowledge. Uh, if it's any consolation, a shout out to him. His EMT number. You go, Tim. If you're ready for this, is 000358. That's how long he's been a practitioner uh, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. As a matter of fact, I just did a standby with him. This past um, uh, Friday, and we, yeah, I put my ballistic vest on. He's like, "Do I really got to wear a ballistic vest?" I said, "Listen, man. I said you do what you want to do, and I'm okay with that." I said, "But where we're going to be is five blocks from where the guy just got shot and killed the man I pleased the township department. So I'll just That's take my, my chances with I'm uh, five blocks. Away <laughs> exactly. I'm like." I'll take my chances to wear the ballistic vest and I'll be okay. So he did. And we both did it. And he's like, my God, I'm getting old. Well, you know what? He just turned 81 uh, this past wow. January. And for him to still go as strong as he goes, uh, is amazing, honestly. Um, but to, to get back to Larry's point of that, who got me interested in the Masons was brother Tim. He was my mentor. He taught my, uh, EMT class, uh, right when I was 15 years old, and I remember him used to throw erasers at me because I'd always fall asleep in his Saturday morning classes. <laughs> Sometimes it was just really boring. Um, but he uh, he mentored me and got me through things, uh, which was great. And that's who got me involved in, in that perspective and who also taught me how to be a teacher, an educator, if you will, and how to be able to give it back and pay it back forward. And just one day we're on the back deck where often you'll find Brother brother Hudson sleeping with my dogs just kind of talking to me about it and what it meant to be a Mason and the values and the virtues that we all possess together. Um, so that's how I got involved. <laughs> if that helps answer your question, Larry, and what did. you were intriguingly yeah, asking absolutely. for. So you mentioned, you know, one of the things we're going to try and do on the show is, um, is not just bore people with Masonic resumes. Cause you know, right. there's no, there's no shortage of guys that, are in everything. And um, we just decided that, hey, we're going to try and find some interesting men who are Masons. Okay. So now we're going to, we're going to get into the good questions. 
Absolutely, I can't wait. And my God, Larry, your face just said a thousand. <laughs> painted a whole. That was a whole different picture of what you just painted there with your facial reactions. <laughs> and he's like, "What am I supposed to ask? I don't what? know. That's not the resume." Okay, so with, <laughs> when Larry finally collapses down here in my basement, <laughs> what would I do? What's I the first thing? First thing. Annie, I Annie are you back, okay? Like, I would stand back and say, "God, go with him." And. <laughs> And somebody give him one last drink to help the walk pain. In, walk into the light. <laughs> Go and run. Run to the light. Run and don't stop, brother. You're good, and we're all here praying for you and wishing you on. I, I won't go out easily. I have a thing in my chest that'll shock me. Oh, you me. too. So do I. Yeah, it's right too. here. Yeah, yeah, I have this wonderful magnet, and you can tell that's not just <laughs> aluminum. I shock myself a lot every so, day of the week. So tell us some of the interesting. You said you blew out your shoulder. You have a lot of body parts missing. I do. Yes, yes. Uh, well, my back was in 2007. Or 2000, yeah, 2007. Um, uh, in a house fire, extracting a patient out with my provider. And uh, he lost balance of what we were carrying out with. And I caught the patient's rather large body mass, unfortunately. And at that point, I herniated L4 and L5. At that point, I was still heavy as well, so I don't take that offensively to anybody by far out there. Because um, as I was saying to, to Pete when I walked in, I used to be 407 pounds, and oh. I'm 189, so I'm very thankful and blessed to have wait, what I have. Wait, 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 wait. Where, what? Where were you with the whole bypass? 400? We were upstairs. What? Uh, yeah, I was 407 pounds. Holy hell. God. And Brother Kenan can tell you, I was a, I was a 50. Like a, those of you who are watching on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and draw a diagram. That this is like a stick figure <laughs> with spiky hair. He's like a okay. um, six so. four and I was 407 pounds. He, he's Holy like, hell. And still produced a child. He's uh, he looks pure <laughs> luck, right? It was right. He looks like a better looking Anthony Bourdain. Wow, I don't Just, know if it was in the Marriott. Okay, Larry, the hotel. you're cut off. GQ, you're GQ. cut off. You're cut off. Larry, you said earlier like a tall guy, Fieri. Tall guy, Fieri. No, nobody can look like Guy Fieri. Jeez. Oh my God! Anyway, <laughs> Fieri. So that's astounding. Congratulations. So obviously, Thank you're, you. see, you're missing part of your stomach. You're some part. Um, actually, my original stomach's still there. They just they gave me a new stomach. What do you do with that now? You just store things there? Like, uh, actually, it's a living organ. So if anything would ever, God forbid, happen, same as Brother Ken, if anything would ever, God forbid, happen, they can still reattach and hook up my old stomach. That's why I chose that procedure. Whereas the 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 sleeve, they literally, as grotesque as it may sound, they literally cut it out and they just toss it in a brown red box there beside the surgery table and off you go. And what you have is what you have. So um, I don't even know what the hell the question was. Where were we even at? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't it doesn't know. matter. Let's see. I take a quick break. And what? No way. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back. We're going to try and get back on track here. Is a more serious question. So with all these horrible things that you see, um, how do you, do you have a technique or what, what have you done to kind of block it out? Because you had mentioned 
Um, you weren't there, but your wife worked in the hospital after that horrible Amish school shooting and deal with yes. that. So when you have horrible things like that, how are you, what's going through your mind? The, there's a plethora of things going on through your mind at one time. You, you know, you have your situation awareness where you are, <coughs> sorry, what's going on, what's happening. Um, how we deal with it afterwards is a whole different part of this because during any of the classes that were taught, even from what I was taught in 95 up, we were never really taught how to be humans. We were kind of taught to be machines. Everybody's a number and you move on. Everybody's a number and you move on. Many a times I've been in, in mass casualty incidents, triage incidents where you literally are picking who's going to live and who's not. Um, unfortunately, and we're using a tagging system. Red mean just move on and, you know, get out of the color list. And that's that in and of itself is in the moment. It's not bad. It's at the end of your shift or a day later that it really starts to bother you or screw you up in your mind. How do you take care of yourself? Um, earlier you had asked what was the, the best car I ever had per se. It was a childbirthing. And then the worst part of it is when somebody takes their life or having to sit with a family and explain to that family, you know, we did do everything we possibly could. Hands down. There's no about that. But having that empathy and that compassion to hold your hand. And what I have always taught in all of my classes was, yes, there are cultural differences. Yes, there's things that we have to be um, very attentive to and, and very appreciative to. At the same point, we're all human. And if it means you shed a tear with that family, then shed a tear. Compose yourself, but at least show them that you're human as well. You're not some diabolic machine. And that makes a huge difference to patients. Uh, many hospice patients and, and Ken can verify some of the things I've on, on scenes of people who are taking their last breaths. If that's what we're doing in our values of who we are, whether it be through religious values or Masonic values, whatever the case of it is, um, we're doing the right thing. And we are there for that person at that right time. Um, in reference to the, the nickel mine shootings, I have some friends that didn't recover from that at all, that had a, didn't still have a very um, rough life that they're going through, that have tried to self-mechanize or self-cope. And self-coping doesn't work all that well. As much as we try to trick our brain that it does go that well, or, oh, it's not going to happen to me, or, oh, I'm fine, we carry so many stresses in our lives that we just do not admit. Because we don't want to admit any kind of failure. We don't want any kind of problems. Everything's fine. Everything's good. And um, unfortunately, until you come to recognize that, it, 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 what do you have in place to take care of yourself? When my wife came home from work, she was on the receiving end of a couple of those patients, unfortunately. And they weren't the, the best case scenarios, unfortunately. Um, and it was rough. It's rough for anybody. And what do we do? You know, for us, we find uh, we find peace and resilience. We find peace just walking the beach, or just holding each other. Yeah, that's, well, that's or one talking to each other. One of the first questions I ask when when somebody who's a friend has a family crisis, uh, somebody's sick, somebody's dying, something something like that, is who's taking care of you? Correct. And, and that's a question nobody bothers to stop and ask. And it's so important. It's overlooked so many times because it's, it's, it's assumed. And everybody knows assumed. As any 
courtroom will say, make an ass out of you and me. But no, I mean, what is it? How do we take care of ourselves? People don't, you know, for me, um, this may sound kind of really weird, but I actually, I take care of our backyard, my light, because she doesn't, she doesn't do it. And brother Ken sees it every year, um, faithfully as he's snoring on the deck for hours. Do you have a hard time, um, after college, I worked at uh, Chester County 911 for a few years and yes. then played cop for a hot minute. A hot minute? Uh, a hot, hot mess minute. or a hot minute? Yes. <laughs> oh, and, my. Um, I got to hear this. But at the t- no, just at the time, like I, it was hard for me to to associate and deal with normal people. I yes. found that I was talking – I could only really relax around firefighters, nurses, police officers, dispatchers. So your culture, yeah, and where you were, you went into your culture, people. Well, because like you know, you get so used to seeing horrible things or hearing horrible things. Oh gosh, yes. That when you hear somebody stress out over an exam, you hear somebody stress out over something <laughs> that <laughs> that to you is, is not minute. a is not a big deal. And I just you know, so do you have a cope? Have you gotten better at dealing with normal people? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, one thing I always fell back to, and this is even prior to masonry, was my faith. It's whatever works for you right. that's going to help you. Some people go to the gym and work out, and they vent and they stre- They relieve all their stresses working out. So what would you tell some, like if there's young brothers listening that um, are looking to get into the emergency services? Get your life together before you even try. Okay. Wow. Seriously, get your life together. That's large. Don't even attempt to go out there and put a Band-Aid over a severing artery using that analogy with your own life. Get your life together. Don't even attempt it. Whether you're a police officer, a fireman, an EMT, a hazmat responder, you are surely not going to be able to help anybody else, let alone yourself. Wow. Get your life together. So kind of like the... Uh, the the oxygen mask just dropped from the ceiling. Put your own. Put your own. Put your own. Everybody's faces here just got like, oh. Put put yours you on be, first. Where's he going with be, this? You can be real, which is fine. And this is where I've always been very successful in my teaching. I would always tell my every single one, whether it was in an industrial manufacturing company I was talking with or teaching for, or a college or a class or whatever. I would always tell them, you have nobody else to blame but yourself. Life is 100% about choices. 100%. And if you choose not to make your mark in life, so bad, so sad. Don't tell me your problems until you get your life together. Get your shit together, then come talk to me. And when you're ready for help, I will be the first person to help guide you down in any which way. But I say to them, people, it's like, you know what? Be realistic. Life is way too short. It is way too short. Either make your life, make your mark in life on who you want to be, what you want to be, and more importantly, what can you give back to your fellow person? Don't become a problem. Be a solution. I think that's a big part of what we're taught in the work is is give back. And we are. We're told to get back. Otherwise, the Masons wouldn't sponsor the things they do. They wouldn't support the programs they're involved in. Yeah. 
Well, Honestly, thought, I thought we're only taught what you put into it, you get back, or what you whatever. Yeah, you know, and that's the old ever. adage, and you that's know, the worst thing to tell people. That's the, the, that is absolutely the worst thing to tell people because really? you know, I agree with you're you. You're right because if I don't put anything into it, I won't get anything out of it. Value for value, done. Yeah, that's like, what we nothing. Ninety percent of our members that don't come to a meeting. Yeah, and yeah. everybody hears that when they're made masons, but uh, and I just listen and. <clears> um, um, what was I listening to? Yeah, it was on somebody's show. Uh, it was... Um, Roundtable or Whence Came You? No, it was Whence Came You. And he was talking about um, th- that exact thing. You'll get out of it what you put into it. Turn that around. You're going to get out of it what you put in it. Put in it. If you don't put in it, this is a complete waste of your time. Mm-hmm. Put in it. Expect yourself to put in it. We hold you accountable to put in it. And those are that's what that's what it's not. Uh, you'll get out of it whatever you passively put into it. Uh. That's, then this, this is nothing. why this is why Jack is known as the straight guy. Yeah, that's why I'm the well, straight. no, and I, that's okay. Straight Nate, I get it. Uh, straight Nate, sorry, too much Elvis Straight in the morning. Got it. For those of us in Elvis Straight in the morning, you understand what I'm saying. Straight Nate, um, you're 100 percent correct because honestly, I, I've I have always loved teaching post secondary adults. Um, there have been many adults, or some of them are actually brothers that are pilots in the show, so I won't like call you out by far. Um, that you know are there. The nighttime classes, they are there. They are working parents. They're working uh, providers. They got multiple children. They're trying to go to school five hours a night, and they give a shit. They want to be there. They're paying out of pocket to make us happen. The morning classes, well, it's a different story. That was always like, oh, God, here we go. I used to hate morning classes. So I always took the afternoon and the evening class because I was like, oh, please, give me the ones that want to be there. There's... There's a ton of stuff in what we're talking about tonight. There's one of those. Well, you know, this we, is we, deep. we have to, I mean, pick our battles as as Freemasons. Yes. But one of my one of my pet peeves, especially with Blue Lodge, I really think our number one job at Blue Lodge is to take care of Blue Lodge members. Absolutely. So I mean, you know, I, I would ask for you men that are listening. If there are veterans, um, public service guys, any anybody that is having a problem, or even if you just they're not showing they have a problem, just stay involved, stay in contact with the men in your lodge, because there's some of those guys that are having a hard time and just not saying it, and they're not, and they're not ever going to say it because it would be counter to their own beliefs selves to say that they have a problem and. And let's, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, that, that, that's it. I mean, no. we can say the same thing. I, I, I would say that on a closing note, uh, throughout the country, Freemasonry is celebrating first responders. Absolutely. Uh, yes. We celebrate in our lodge. Uh, I don't know. remember what month it is. November. But I think if you listen to this show tonight, you're going to have a greater appreciation for the work that first responders do because... Steve has really put a really personal touch on it. And for that, I thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for, you know, putting that kind of a touch on it and giving us a better understanding than I think we've ever had when we go into a lodge meeting and we say thank you to these guys. And we don't know what. And I I think, you know, maybe some of the listeners who aren't don't work around emergency services. You know, they're going to hear the part of our show where we're laughing and having being being silly. 
But there is definitely like a gallows type humor for the people that are involved in that in that line of work. There have to be. Unfortunately, yeah. there is. You know, yeah. we 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 you party hard because you're dealing with a lot of things and yes. you overcompensate by being a goofball. Right. Too vulgar, too overbearing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, don't, depending on how Jason edits it, yeah, don't ever Jason. think that we're making light of anything. You know, no, it, it's, no, it's no. completely a serious topic and we're, it you is. know, we're just trying our best to shed some light on it. Yeah. And we're glad we had you come and visit with us tonight. Absolutely. Thank you, Straight Nate. In, in spite of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take in a break. In spite of our ridiculousness. <laughs> let's take a break and we'll come back with some more show. Good news, everyone! Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. In Masonic News Today, the internet announced a new Masonic dating system. It seems for years, Masons have found dating extremely complicated and sought an easier system of interacting within a consistent framework. No longer will Masons be restricted to dating the ladies of Eastern Star. Whoa. Whoa. What? Whoa. Wait, come on. Jack, come on. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack, Jack, I think. Wait, what? I, it, um, I think they're referring to calendars and like making sure like you're going to the right meetings on the right nights. Like BC? I hope so. AD? Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's the Masonic news. So mode it was. <laughs> and we're back. We had a, I think everybody, we had a great episode today. I have no idea how much of it we're going to be able to use. My head hurts. But we covered a lot of uh, a lot of funny stuff and a lot of very serious stuff. So, <laughs> is he quacking? So Larry's quacking. He's a hundred. What do we have, <laughs> Jason? Oh. We, Jason, what do you have going on next couple weeks Masonically? Uh, tomorrow, I will be uh, at the Lancaster Lodge Perfection of the Scottish Rite, uh, getting installed as senior warden in the Lodge Perfection. We have an extra meeting. Lodge 43 next week. And I think that's the... Oh, and then the, the big news would be uh, the Valley of Harrisburg reunion, Friday night and all day Saturday. When you hear this, it would, would have already happened, but reunion is coming up. And then uh, I think it finally starts to, to quiet down. Uh, our chapter, Jack will probably talk about it. We're sending a, a gentleman down to Philadelphia, and then and I guess it's council and chapter here locally as well. Chapter meeting this Thursday. Yeah. You'll have missed it already. Yep. But that's all I got. Jack, what do you have going on? Chapter on Thursday. Don't forget breakfast Thursday. Can't make breakfast Thursday. What? Uh, nope. Traveling with a, a vendor from Canada. Shh. Canada. Hey. Canada, eh? Oh, Canada. Um, so that's it. Really, we're, uh, we're gearing up. We just put up a Eventbrite for our cave degree. It'll be happening in September. So that's if, shared on our Facebook page for Masonic you, Light Podcast. If you go on Eventbrite or or our Masonic Light Podcast Facebook page, uh, you can find that. Uh, that's held at uh, Penn's Cave in Hummelstown. It's a very cool dinner. There's a limited number of tickets, so if you want to come, come early. 
or, or uh, buy your ticket early. And, and before um, political correctness, that was for years. It was called Indian Echo Caverns. Indian Echo Cavern, correct? Okay. Yeah. Wait, um, it's not in Indian Echo anymore. It's Penn's Cave. Uh, it's it's actually it's um, what is it? Echo Dell, hmm. whatever that means. Uh, Indian Indian Echo Caverns. Uh, anyway, go on the Facebook page. And look for um, I can't concentrate. You'll see people it. People are talking. You'll see the cave degree. Years, cave degree. Search cave degree, 2018. Cave degree. We'll cave degree. Am I right? See, it's a it's a bun, rock pun. Ken, what do you have anything going on in the next couple of weeks? Hope to get some rest because the last two weeks. Uh, Masonically have wore me out, but I'm going to make all the Scottish right things, and uh, and of course anything the Blue Lodge is doing. Larry, <laughs> you have any? You have nothing going on, right? Because you actually, just go to breakfast. Actually, guys, I'm on vacation next week for two weeks. I will be back by the time the show airs. Where are you going? New Hampshire and Maine. Good for you. Winnipesaukee. Some lobster. Yes, Winnipesaukee. Yes. You nice. need directions? Go, go to New Jersey and make a left. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bring wisely. Use GPS. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Wednesday, um, I am Dim. I am a deputy. Yes, we know. <laughs> I am the uh, deputy illustrious master of uh, Goodwin Council number nineteen. Congratulations. Um, I will. I am a member of uh, Royal Arts Chapter number forty-three. But uh, we should attend sometime. One of the. I should go one of these days. You were um, just giving me crap about not making it to the council. Yeah, I'm sorry. What am I? Uh, Jason, never mind. Jealousy's lovely. Um, <laughs> this weekend, um, all weekend this weekend is the conclave for the Grand Encampment of Pennsylvania. So anybody that uh, is in the Knights Templar, it's a thrill a minute. I'm ten- let me. Tell I you. would love to, I, that. Really, is one part of getting involved in Masons is the Knight Templar, just because of the base of the arc, the history it is cool. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, it is my birthday weekend, and my my beautiful eight-year-old daughter and my lovely wife are taking me to the beach for the weekend. Oh, very good. So I will think about you while I'm walking down the. But sands. I'll be up there on uh, Saturday hawking my wares. While well, you're hawking there, um, I'll be walking. I'll be selling the scarves, and also look at our Facebook page um, because I did post something. Ubar Grotto. We're having our May meeting in Ooh. June. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Um, we have our November meeting in December, too. So, so. yeah, and um, it, it is a Master Mason night. So if anybody wants to come out to Dave yes. Steffi's Neverland Ranch. Oh, uh, special, Lord. special thanks to our guest. Uh, what the hell is his name again? Steve Henry Jr. Steve Henry Jr. I'm going to go get attacked by the dog. <laughs> Dear God. And to it. our producer, Jason Lewis, who always makes a great show. Jason's out of, great. Uh, out of chaos. Our news director, Jack Harley. Thank you, Jack, for a great Straight report. Straight Nate. Thank you. Sorry for you got the dating thing confused. Uh, to Monarch Studios and to uh, Brother Pete Majiri for allowing us to meet here and uh, record this show. That's all I have to say. Uh, thanks for listening. So. This is Larry. Uh, this is Pete. Um, yeah. It's Jason. It's and Steve Jack. and Straight Nate. And, and Jack. And Ken, give us a goodbye. I'm donating 50 bucks to the podcast for their new location. Whoa! Whoa. That is a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. Just so everybody knows, that's my Uber money. That'll buy a <laughs> <laughs> So it really is coming from me. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Be safe. <laughs>